It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're... Friday night. We want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board game adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday and we create content for several platforms including Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. This episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca located in our hometown of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They just launched their new web store, so check out tabletoprenaissance.ca for your board game and tabletop miniature needs. In this episode, we're going to discuss a long-lost thing called fear of missing out, and how it affects the board game industry in a positive and negative way, and makes us feel uh, happy and sad all at the same time. (laughs) All right, so let's get into what FOMO actually it is so matt in your own words can you describe to me fear of missing out Ooh, fear of missing out that's when uh, all my friends go to board game night and they don't invite me yeah that could happen <laughs> uh, I, gu- I guess fear of missing out i mean it doesn't have to apply to board games it can apply to anything it's just maybe yeah. like something is happening and you feel like you're missing out maybe all your friends are buying muscle cars and you feel like you want to buy a muscle car too yeah so and then you have all this i guess it comes with like anxiety the fear comes with anxiety that you can't afford it or you know you're never going to get it or you really want it and so forth what about you what's what's your definition for that it's obviously you know fear of missing out but we have this like this like weird fear that being left out you know puts you kind of at odds with you know your group or you know something you're trying to get into i look at like you know us as content creators you know i look at some content creators getting preview copies of games or something that we're not i'm like well you know i then i get in my own head you know what are we not doing correctly or whatnot like that and i feel like it creates this sort of like friction in my brain that i just can't seem to grasp and take hold of and understand properly yeah, I don't know if that's like to me it's like is that fear of missing out or is that just fear of understanding why other people are more successful than us or is that a sort of like you're comparing yourself? Maybe fear of missing out is comparing yourself, right? You you yeah, well, you, you see like for, like and specifically in that case, you see the content creators getting these games and and we're not and then you're like, "Oh man, why is it they're more successful?" right? So you kind of get discouraged, I guess. Is that the fear of missing out? It's not it's not so much that. It's just like I want I want to play all these games too, you know. Oh man, we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I you know i'm kind of with you i kind of with you i see i see these content a lot of content creators who who are our friends some of them are friends some of them are acquaintances some are closer than others and some of them get games i'm like oh man i wish we got that but then i like yeah. the, but then i like turn my head you know 90 degrees i'm like <laughs> and i look at my shelf and i'm like oh yeah I have all those games. I have. Tw- I actually counted <laughs> it the other day. I have 21 games sitting on that shelf that are wanting to be played by us. Well, you know, when we can leave our front door. 
<laughs> we will play all those games, Matt, I promise. Yeah, so, I hope so. Matt, when do you or have you ever experienced FOMO? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Okay, so I'm going to say yes and... Like, yes, obviously I've experienced it, but I'll say I experienced it a lot more when I'm younger. I'll go into that first and then I'll tell you why I don't think I experience it as much anymore. So I used to feel a lot of this as a child with video games. And I think it actually... I We kind of briefly touched on this a minute ago but i think it comes with being competitive you know you want something because you see it a lot and you want something because other people have it so you want to be playing it just like they're playing it Mm -hmm. you know like for instance back then zelda came out and i remember i wasn't into it right away but then it started getting good reviews and then a couple of our friends specifically kevin got it and i'm like oh man that actually does sound really awesome so it kind of like seeing other people have it and being like oh i you know them really enjoying it and then you being like well i want to have that same experience i identify with that person so i want to be like them so i you know want to enjoy the game just like they're enjoying the game now don't get me wrong i still feel like sometimes i still feel like that now you know like our content creator friends are all having a blast playing the new Marvel Champions expansion, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And then that actually sold me on it. And I'm like, oh man, because I was thinking of getting it anyway, but then they're all like talking, like they're all like, there's this huge chat where they're all talking about their strategies and everything on Twitter. And I'm just like, oh man, that's so awesome. So I went and like literally three days later, I purchased it. <laughs> Yeah. Even though it's just going <laughs> to sit on my shelf for like, you know, like a month before I even touch it. But I was just like, oh, yeah, I got it. I want to play it. So I think I feel FOMO more when I see I'm missing out on being with people. So like content creation takes up a lot of time and energy. You know, while we plan and podcast, normally Bill, Novi, and the others are all like playing video games, having tons of fun, yelling at each other. So I feel like I actually feel more missing out when it comes to like socialization with our friends. Mm -hmm. When it comes to like seeing content creators play games, you know, I have the immediate, oh man, we're missing out, just like you just mentioned. But then I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) other than like other than the the people we work with a lot i actually considered those like my highest priorities because they put a lot of trust in us and they send us stuff so i'm like you know i really like those people that's the ones we're going to focus on i don't really care if i get anything else you know i could I'm, i'm an adult i could buy what i want and then i can produce content on what i want i think that's more important what about you yeah i think more so now i feel like i'm like when i get into something i'm like either all in or I'm not in at all. Mm -hmm. So I feel like doing this content creating thing, I feel like I kind of just need everything so that I can just stay current or I can just have a greater understanding of what is going on and what's out there, especially in the board game world. So I feel like if I don't have a certain thing, then so it's a little bit weird now because I'm in this like maybe like a transition phase where I where I feel like I don't need to have everything. But I did for for a while be like, you know, I went kind of insane and purchased a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, and I'm transitioning into like, you know, I don't need that. There's other ways to play that game now. I don't need to own it mm-hmm. um, as much as I did. I don't have that urge as much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of I can see that on all ends. Yeah. Like, you know, we can we could play it online. And if we don't like it, then we don't have to buy it you know little things like that right and i i just i know that i have made purchasing decisions based on my fear of missing out on that game especially you know and we'll touch base a little bit later when you're hitting up the crowdfunding platforms and stuff like that i scoured kickstarter and stuff and like you know backed a ton of stuff in a very short period of time and my mailman's gonna kill me by mailman you mean wife <laughs> uh yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think she knows what's coming. No, <laughs> she'd have a you should have like a secret delivery box. You should have like a PO box and just like your mail gets sent there. All your board games. So like I don't know, I don't know, honey. It's just it's just from from the internet. People from the internet. No, she she knows everything that that I've backed, but it's just all coming out once because of the pandemic delays and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a couple, interesting couple of months. So yeah, I think I think I did when we first started out Friday Night Games and trying to just get as much stuff as possible. But now I'm kind of no, I think I know what I want. I know what I like and. You know, sometimes I'll push outside of that norm and look for things that I might not be able to play or or sometimes I seek it out. But I feel like I experienced it before maybe a year or two ago and I've weaned off it a little bit. I'm better at controlling myself now when it comes to that that need to have that thing, you know? I also think that that comes with a lot of us being more current. I feel like we've actually caught up quite a bit on our game playing and stuff and and i would say we're pretty current i mean other than like not getting games right away because you just don't know about them i think right. that's where we're at like you know we played a lot of the good stuff from 2020 we're in 2021 and now we're just waiting for that stuff to come at us too yeah i wanted to i wanted to touch base a little bit and i wanted to talk about how like fomo marketing kind of works or like where it it comes from so if you think if you think of the society that we live in where most of us are living on our phones and everything is everything is available to us in the matter of seconds just at our fingertips Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people think that, you know, this FOMO phenomenon it, it is like an epidemic, right? Like just the marketing and like, if, you know, even when you're on like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, like just the ads that you get popping up everywhere and just seeing people experience things, you know, that you've talked about in conversations with your family and friends and just seeing it's such a driving force for how we we spend our money i think i think it's like it's an amazing strategy when it comes to marketing and using it well i just think it sometimes you know when that big brother kicks in on your phone and like you know you're talking about getting bookshelves with your wife and you open your facebook and like there's bookshelf ads you guys always laugh at me but i'm not you know my phone doesn't have any data yeah <laughs> my alexa's <laughs> actually turned off i only turn it on when i i use it like a like a radio like whenever i want to turn it on i just plug it in that's when i plug it in i never t- plug it in any other time yeah that's funny because i know better <laughs> <laughs> like whatever <laughs> yeah we so can get maybe, in those government conspiracies another po- another podcast i mean maybe that's maybe that's why i'm not as susceptible to fear of missing out than you i i feel like you no offense john but i feel like you are definitely more susceptible to fear of missing out than i am i think you could agree <laughs> with that yeah probably yeah like i don't even care anymore <laughs> i might care like for the first month and then like after a month i'm really like, i don't care anymore this is stupid yeah so have you made purchases with the fear of missing out on it, Matt? You know, okay, so I think I touched on it a bit. I actually mostly purchase games from doing a lot of research. I know I did mention that I did buy Marvel Champions expansion out of fear of missing out from hearing all our friends talk about it. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, like, when I want a game, and, and even, like, my first board games I kind of touched on, which was like Machikoro and Kings of New York, Risk Legacy, which was quite a 
long ago. It was like 2012 when I bought a lot of that stuff or 2013, something like that. You know, a lot of those purchases came out of research. You know, the first thing mm -hmm. I do is I go to the internet and I'm like, okay, well, I want to buy a board game. And then I'm like, well, what's out there? I don't just go to a store. I, actually, that's, that, that's not true. I might go to a store. I might see the games and then I might just be like, I won't buy it right away. Like maybe I'm at a store and I'm buying like plastics for magic cards or something. Cause I think at that time we were proxying a bunch of decks to have fun with because magic yeah. cards are a lot of money. And so I see the other board games. I'm like, Oh, what's that all about? So I take note of it in my brain and I'm like, Machikoro, Machikoro, I'll, I'll look that up when I get home. So, you know, when I got home, I looked up Machikoro. I looked up, I think at that same time I bought like love letter or something. But anyways, I looked up all that. I looked up those games and I'm like, well, what are they? What? Oh, Sushi Go. It was Sushi Go and Machikoro. So I looked up those games. I'm like, well, what are these games? And kind of looked into it. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of neat. You know, and then I was just like, well, what's out there? And then that kind of led me down the path of like, you know, well, how do I find out about games? And, you know, Will Wheaton's tabletop was very fantastic for that. Right. So once I get all that research in, my fear is actually gone. So like I at first, like it actually kind of hits me. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm missing out all these great games. But then I started looking into it. And I'm like, do I really want to play that game? Do I really? <laughs> care about this you know oh this this thing looks oh pokemon that just looks like another magic clone you know oh this you know ticket to ride well i don't want to buy every version what version is the one that i want to that you know which version am i going to buy that maximizes the play oh you know ticket to ride europe right and that's right. kind of how i look at these games but yeah i guess my fear of missing out is my instant reaction and i try to cut that action off as soon as possible so that i don't make a, a unwise decision and if you want a really good example you know over covid like a lot of people i got into biking and there's like so there's a couple of paths near your house there's like a regular road there's like kind of like gravel plus road and then there's like mountain bike trails and I started mountain biking and I was having so much fun because gyms were closed. I'm like, you know, I want to do this a lot more. So I started looking into a mountain bike and then I'm like, and you know, actually it was my, at first I'm like, oh, I want to buy this, but I kind of held off because I already have a bike. Well, actually I don't have a bike. It's my brother-in-law's bike that I use and break and destroy. But anyway, so I use his bike and then I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to hold off. I think I'm going to hold off. My wife kind of like convinced me like, hey, you know, you should ride this bike a bunch of times and figure it out. I'm like, you know what? That's a really good idea. And so I did that. And then eventually I figured out that I don't really care about mountain biking. I actually just like all around terrain like all-terrain biking which led me right. down the path of like finally figuring out how to buy a gravel bike but then even then i still waited like six more months before i even bought a bike which was a mistake i should have bought a gravel bike a year ago but hey whatever <laughs> never gonna i'm never gonna get my bike now but <laughs> but i guess the point is like you know you have that like oh i want this you know fear of missing out is kind of like that fear of like oh i really want this right now right it's impatience I guess that's what I'm getting at. And sometimes you have to fight that to really figure out. And and you'd be like, oh, well, Matt, you're talking about mountain bikes right now. Okay, well, let's put into perspective. So mountain bikes put in strategy games, right? Or put in like Magic the Gathering, you know? Do you really want to invest? Maybe you should, you know, put in minimal investment, play it. And then if you really like it, then you know you should invest. I guess that's my point. So yes, <laughs> I bought a bike out of fear of missing out. Done. John, you know what I'm saying? It's like your computer, man. It's like how your computer sucks. You always have a fear of missing out that, like, you have a fear of your computer going to crash on you in the middle yeah, of recording. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah, I think I, I, I pulled up my, my Kickstarter backing list, and there's really only one game on there that I purchased half 
of a fear of missing out of, from it. And that was the Batman the Dark Knight Returns game from Cryptozoic. Mm-hmm. I mostly purchased it because it's Batman, but I know that I, I probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to get it afterwards in, in the same capacity. Mm-hmm. That's the game I only really see there on my list that I purchased with that fear of missing out. And yeah, like I, I, I kind of agree with you on, on some of your points, right? Like I like to do my research as well before, before making that, that type, any investment, I should say. It's all about this like instant. I feel I feel like just the way society is, and you know, I mentioned it before, where you just always have the next best thing in front of you, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, I need that, 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 and you know, with with the slew of games that come out every year, it's just like, like, where do you stop? Is is it necessarily the next best thing in front of you, or is it just that everything is marketed as the next best thing? That's exactly it, right? right. So. It's made. It's put in front of your eyes to make it seem like, yeah, you need this thing right now, and that that's just good marketing. But you know, and I look at games now on Kickstarter where it's just like you can only get this on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at that game, My Father's Work by Renegade Games, which is just going to be on Kickstarter. It looks like a fantastic game, but mm-hmm. do I want to sink hundred dollars US plus shipping? Is that is that only on Kickstarter? Yeah, that's what uh, it says. I don't like that. I don't like that. I, I kind of yes. like uh, that makes me a little bit. Like they're using yeah. that fear of missing out marketing strategy to to get people to back the game. And I think more and more people are doing that now because, you know, Kickstarter and any or not just Kickstarter, but crowdfunding platforms give that leverage like, hey, you can only get this here. So if you don't get it, you're not going to get this game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I actually hate that. <laughs> I like, I honestly really hate that. And it's kind of funny. I didn't feel like that. So like the root campaign came out, you know, they have another expansion coming out and they have another yep. clockwork expansion coming out. So they have two expansions that they, they had a, they had a Kickstarter for. And obviously it was massively successful at like 6 million or $3 million or something crazy. I didn't back it. <laughs> yeah and i love root and my reasoning was like you know what end of the day if i back it on kickstarter i'm gonna pay like 30 dollars shipping on this and then i you know it's like well if you do that you're gonna get it right away and if you don't you're gonna be waiting like half a year to get it and then i'm like you know what even if i do get it sometimes games just sit on my shelf for half a year right you know so if i get it now or get it then it doesn't even matter at, the, at this point, it doesn't matter. I do love Root. I want to play it. I'm probably going to buy both. But I actually made the decision in my mind. You know what? Do I want to? Do I want to go that way, or would I rather just support my local game store? Right. So I said, you know what? I'm going to bottle that fear of missing out because it's a game I would have fear of missing out. I'm just going to toss it aside, and I'm just going to support my local game store. And then the other games are like, oh well, we're only doing it through Kickstarter. I'm like, you know what? You're not helping me support anyone else, so I don't necessarily want to support it. That's fair. So with that mind how do you think fear of missing out positively affects the board game industry okay well i mean we need to go into some examples which we we did so i think like hype or advertising is probably like one of the main examples you know and you're kind of mentioning it you know a game gets given to some very influential people and then they promote it so others want to try the same experiences and and we experience that with trained actor actors while watching you know will wheaton's tabletop 
we experience that while listening to our top list of the year from say dice tower or any other content creator we experience it when we watch shut up and sit down skits on a very specific game you know we experience it when matt and john used to twitch stream (laughs) (laughs) right like those are the the, like those things kind of make you you know you you see people playing and you're like oh my god that looks so much fun like they're having fun and you want to have fun too so you fear that you're missing out on having fun so you want to purchase that game am i wrong no you're absolutely correct and that's why that's what i like about it you know they're they're showing that maybe maybe the fear of missing out maybe it's just like the interest that these games have and i think that is what's positive about it like that that hype train for a lot of games that come out especially like you know kickstarter is a great example for that as well is building that hype up for games and just you know as long as that the publisher has great marketing i think that that fear of missing out angle can be good to get that word out and get more people's eyes on the product. And I think, you know, doing that with influencers and content creators and stuff like that is a great way to do that, especially if they can really bring it, they could really drive it home for how your experience for the game is going to be as well. Like they can, they can best emulate what that's going to be like, you know, on their Instagram feed or their their YouTube channel and what that's going to look like when you bring it home in your house. I definitely think like if the people promoting the game or on their lists or whatever are actually completely genuine about their excitement, then I think mm-hmm. that that counts for a lot about you know pushing the game or you know making the game really sell well if people aren't excited and they just kind of like are pushing it because they feel like they have to you kind of you kind of notice that i don't know like like i I don't know when i i guess i'm more susceptible to understanding it now when i look at content creators and i'm like are they really excited for the game or are they just kind of like pushing it because they have to yeah what i like about the the board game industry yeah there's some people that get paid to do the the content but but mostly when people are doing reviews and like i, th- I feel like it's mostly genuine because you don't want to pay someone for that review because it's it's not going to be honest mm-hmm. right so if if someone's saying in a room a review and they're like yeah i really really love this game i'm gonna trust it because you know maybe nine out of ten that's just that's really what they're what they're feeling and they're not being paid to say that that's my thought on that part yeah yeah you know my wife actually kind of explained it to me in terms of books because she reads she reads a lot of books and she was saying a book that's just released has usually been given to a bunch of influencers and the influencers always put out overly positive reviews on the books and then if she waits like a year then she starts to see you know instead of saying fours and fives she starts to see a couple twos and a couple threes and and you kind of understand other people's perspectives then hopefully there's people who are rating them that have the same thoughts as you if that makes sense yeah i mean you see that too right like i i know like if someone's gonna give us a game i'm gonna i'm gonna see what what the good in that game is you know even if we don't personally like it we always try to we i know we've always tried to say like what we do like about it or hey it's not for us who's but it's good for you if you're there, if you're in this group or something like that. And I, and I, I agree with your wife, right? Like influencers are going to promote the product regardless. And if you wait a little bit, then you're going to kind of see the true, the true nature or not nature, but the true result, the true result of the true result of what the, what the, the product is or the game is. And, you know, when you look at board game geek too, <laughs> even games that aren't released get, you know, people give it 10 stars, people give it one star. Yeah. All right. It's, you have to find that balance somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I, we could go on about how to read reviews, but we're not going to do that here. 
So what? So what positive? I mean, we did we get sl- we did get slightly off topic, but so what is how is this how is fear of missing out positive to the board game industry, John? What do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at your points here. You c- you kind of mentioned a bunch of them, but go ahead. Yeah, I think like it, it sells games. Yeah, it does. It, it puts games in the eyes of consumers, especially if the marketing strategy is good and you've given it to like content creators and stuff like that. I like I like games that have like that when they're marketing games like where they slowly show pieces or like you know they play a game or something before like give hints of as to what's coming out mm-hmm. i like stuff like that where it piques my interest yeah that's yeah that those are really good i know like we love pandasaurus they love working with us too and they they do a lot of that where they hint at a lot of things yeah and i think it works i think that that, that is actually better than you know ha- i mean like sure they, they give it to people to photograph you know to take photographs and stuff but I, I feel like they they don't really care about reviews they just care about making sure people see the game that makes sense right yeah is there a fear of missing out eh, sometimes <laughs> yeah okay. so how does how does it affect the how does it negatively affect the oh i want the industry? first point trust yeah trust okay. honestly <laughs> like i you know if if content creator is always super excited to play every game that's ever sent to them is that really like how 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 much do you really trust that person's opinion? Yeah. Right. And I, and I feel like with us, like, you know, you know, we're, we're pretty, not that we, we, we're always trying to, like, we kind of said it before, but we're always trying to recommend the game for someone to play. Right. It may not be for us, but it could be for someone else. And we do that Mm -hmm. on purpose because we don't want to recommend something to you that we think you're not going to (laughs) like just because I like it. Doesn't mean you're going to like it. Right. Like I love Moonflight, but Pete, not everyone loves Moonflight. Right. Like that's not for everybody. You really have to, you know, you really have to sit back and think like, okay, you like deck builders and you want the next advanced version of a deck builder, then you go for Moonflight. You know, you're not just mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, I, you know, Matt said, go buy Moonflight. I should go buy it. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe you hate <laughs> deck builders. Do not go buy Moonflight. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like you hate deck builders or, or you're just like, deck builders are fine. Then Moonflight's not going to make you happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not missing out <laughs> if you hate deck builders. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think I think for me how it negatively affects, and we mentioned it before, but when companies utilize crowdfunding platforms to only sell their game that way, and you'll they'll never put it in the store. You know, I look at you know Skybound Games with their Bloodstone campaign they they did at the beginning of this year, and I know I know they said that wasn't their intention. But it was more of a price point, and they said that the, the box is big so it's a lot of real estate mm-hmm. in, a, in a board game store but it's just like yeah i would like to play that game but like i don't know do i want to spend that money this is a really hilarious point because remember last night so just in case anyone knows i'm sure the episode's out by now we were on the hype train with bridge city board gamer group they're from like saskatchewan i think yeah and remember they were talking about this last night where they're like they're just like us so they're like oh i want to buy these kickstarter things but like shipping is so expensive right right like think about it. how yeah. much how much how much do you think that shipping would be on bloodstone i don't know probably another 100 bucks <laughs> 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 exactly it gets shipped yeah. to a board game store it's gonna you're not gonna have that shipping right right and with the ca- the campaign or the crowdfunding platforms adding those like a, like i know they put exclusives in there mm-hmm. so that you would buy their game on on the crowdfunding platform but it's just like if that if if you could put it in for that why not put it into like a retail edition you know what i mean like i feel like 
those add-ons is what entices us to get us to spend our that money and that that's fair yeah that's what it's there for you know things like things like solo like a solo version of a game or a solo mode in a game is like a stretch goal like no (laughs) you have that written just put it in the the damn game (laughs) yeah we're in in 2021 right now (laughs) if your game doesn't have a solo version you are going backwards in time (laughs) unless it's like a party game you know what i mean like you better have a solo version and it better be free (laughs) (laughs) and and just stuff like that where they where they start i think where they start adding silly things as like stretch goals and the crowdfunding platform I just like that that can just be in like the base game. You know, I get like exclusive like characters or exclusive like miniatures or like, you know, higher quality components and stuff like that. But it's just like, you know, little things like that where it's just like that can easily just be put in the base game. I have a pretty funny story about that. So yeah. like when I went to Pax Unplugged 2019, I got this version of Preta Porte, which which is a fantastic game, by the yeah. way. But I bought it at Pax Unplugged and I think I paid I I definitely paid like almost a hundred bucks for it. Canadian Canadian, right and it was funny because i was like telling one of my friends at work i'm like it's a fashion game you know whatever and then this person like loves shopping right so mm-hmm. i told i told her the price point she's like matt matt you can get that game for like 40 bucks <laughs> <laughs> she's like you got ripped off i'm like but it's a kickstarter version it has upgraded storage and pieces she's like she's like matt think about it does that really matter <laughs> and i'm like damn you <laughs> You're so right right now. You know what I mean? Right. Like you could have got two games and I'm like, yeah, you're right. But you know, I was, it's sometimes you got to make mistakes. <laughs> so to get better, right? That's true. Not perfect. That's true. <laughs> Anything else on the negative? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think like one of the problems of like having all these people play it beforehand or, or getting it out there, you know, board games are not video games. Mm-hmm. So like there, there's a very limited quantity of board games being produced. And when, you know, for instance, like Pendulum by Stonemaier Games only had like 12,000 in its first production run because it's so limited and it takes a long time to make these, make these games. You're making like elite groups or like exclusivity. Yeah. So like, oh, like if you didn't back that game or you weren't on the first production run then you may not get the game for like a whole nother year right right so like the fear of missing out is high because you're like well you're like taking a chance you're like well what if that game is super successful what if that game is super fun then i am gonna miss out right yeah. you're like well i trust stonemeyer and i trust this develop i don't know who made pendulum but you know i trust this designer you think you're making a good investment which you may not be right because because and then it's true like if you don't get it you may never get it you know i'm still waiting on dwellings of eldervale <laughs> people tell me is awesome you were waiting on you know lost runes of arnak for forever you know a lot of people were waiting on dune imperium so it's like you know they're producing so little quantities they're creating these like elite groups those who can get the games and those who cannot yeah right and being canadian it's actually harder for us to get games because they're going to be distributed in the united states before they're distributed in canada so we definitely have like this missing out aspect where we're like well if i don't pre-order some of these games if i don't take a chance i'm probably never going to see this game for another year yeah and i and i feel that right right now with the new like villainous expansion like i see all these people have been purchasing it for like months now <laughs> we, we, we don't even have it i can't even get it in canada <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not even gonna want it by the time I'm. A, I mean, you're gonna able to buy it. You're you gonna know? buy it for the collector's purpose, but yeah, it's gonna be totally like underhyped for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like especially that game too. Like you know, you want to play it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty ridiculous. But I think that that exclusivity is how they really get you. Like that's what they're. I don't think. Like I don't necessarily think they're trying to do that, but it happens, right? And you see it because you see a lot of people playing these games you cannot get. Yeah, I mean, well, that that hype is just always real, right? And I feel like there's a lot of really excellent games that have come out this past year, mm-hmm. and a lot of people want them so i mean that's a great thing yeah but yeah like just i i was thinking about arnak when you were talking too like i'm like you have that game i could easily just go and like borrow from you but i'm like no i want it i wanted it yeah i don't know i don't play for myself can we we analyze that for a second (laughs) yeah we're gonna analyze that right now why did you get it i saw that it was available and i just bought it i could have just given that to you i would have just handed that to you I didn't even care. Okay. I'm like, it's I'm all, like, as long as as long as we have it, like it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna play it. I haven't. Honestly, you bought it. I know you played it with your wife. I haven't played it since like January, right? Because we've been doing other things. <laughs> I'm like, you literally could have taken that game. You could have played it. I wouldn't even care if I got it back. I maybe I just would have traded you. Be like, give me Dune so I could play that. You know what I mean? I'll give, <laughs> give it back to you later. Like, yeah. So nah, you definitely you definitely had a, a fear of missing out on that. That's for sure. Yeah, for no reason, because we 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 share like, for <laughs> listeners, me and John basically share a collection of games. We're like we're two kids with a buying problem, and we, <laughs> 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 we just store everything on both our shelves. <laughs> hopefully, your hopefully your wife's listening, and she'll set you straight next time. She'll be she'll probably ask you like, does Matt have that game? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I hope so. No. She's got a just as bad buying problem as I do, just on other things. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like and I guess like the other the other problem is and you're kinda of hitting it, crowdfunding becomes the only way to get games and the price is high. So like for uh-huh. instance, if you do want to have that game before everyone else, you're gonna to try to go to a crowdfunding platform. We'll just go with Kickstarter. You're gonna to go to Kickstarter, right? And you're gonna overpay for that game, like we we're talking about earlier, and you might get exclusive content. You might not. The exclusive content might not even be worth it, but you're getting mm-hmm. it first. And then for me it's like, well, at the end of the day, it's gonna sit in my shelf anyway until yeah. I get around to it. So for me, it's not worth it anymore. I don't know how it is for you. Yeah, I've gone in. I've canceled some some pledges of mine that I've had. Mm. I thought long and hard, and I and I fought that fear of missing out. And I was like, you know, what? I don't need that. That's something I don't need. This, you know, what this podcast is a support group. You know, if you're yeah. listening, you know, plug us. Be like, I want to be part of this support group. <laughs> <laughs> we should turn this into like a, a self help board game purchasing. <laughs> podcast yeah <laughs> we help you with your <laughs> and, and and i look at i look at it too i'm just like yeah that game looks cool but you know i just i just don't need it <laughs> and, and if i happen to see it at maybe at one of our local game stores then sure yeah i'll get it then i don't need it right now and you know i've got literally probably like 18 games coming from kickstarter in the next oh my god couple months games. or something oh that's a lot that's a lot dude Good thing they're all purchased, though. <laughs> right, you don't have to. You have to lose money again. You know. You yeah, it's them. it's eleven. It's eleven games. Not okay, 18, but yeah, that's still a lot. Okay, so is fear of missing out instant gratification? Do you think? 
You think that's why, you know, you're going to be led to purchasing? I think that as a society, we have been taught that instant gratification is the only way to happiness. And if this pandemic has taught us anything, is that we need that instant gratification for everything. Interesting. At least that's what I've seen, especially working in in retail myself. Can you give me an example? Yes. Without using where you work and, you know. All that stuff. My work isn't essential. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But yet, I am an essential worker (laughs) because people need that in their life. I don't know. It's... uh... It's hard to explain, but I mean, like what I think of what is necessary right now, especially, you know, we're in a lockdown. Wait, wait, can, can, can you just, can you just say it? But then Kevin, can you just put funny words in there for John? So ready? Here we go. John, <laughs> say where you work at and then just, just, just totally say it and Kevin will edit it out. Go. I work at Open Salami. And I feel that people don't need their salami every day. <laughs> When there's people out there that are working and catching the virus because you need ravioli. If it's taught me anything, it's it's taught me my appreciation for the things that I have Mm -hmm. and that I, I don't need new things to make me happy. So I think fear of missing out feeds into the, the need to spend money to be happy because not necessarily you're not necessarily getting it instantly especially if you back stuff like on a crowdfunding platform but i definitely think it plays into it i think that marketing these days especially around board games and too it's just like any marketing is made for you to purchase purchase what they're selling and i think that that fear of missing out element is just like i need to have this now or else like my life's not going to be complete <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's just that's just ingrained in us because everything everything we have is disposable and replaceable. I think it's just the next best thing that's coming out is just you just need it. You just need it. You just need it all the time. And I, I think, yes, fear of missing out plays into the instant gratification. A hundred percent. I don't know if I got my point across. I got worked up about work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no uh yeah i think no you got your point across to me basically people are to me it's like people need instant gratification so you know your non-essential company needs to be open so that these people can get their thing that is considered essential even though it really isn't and then basically make everyone's make yourself and everyone's susceptible to it yeah you know i guess like and that comes from the fear of missing out like but i I don't know if well i mean i i guess in that case you know they really want their thing and they want it now and and so fear of missing out does come with impatience mm-hmm. right like you 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 see other people having it and it kind of excites you with their feelings and then you want it so yeah it is instant gratification because yeah. it's an immediate thing so when you really think about it, if you really want you know here's our conclusion if you really want to fight fomo you know sit on it for a day and yeah. then and then come to the realization like do i really need this right now and then even if you're like yeah i do okay you buy it look back on it right you got to you got to actually reflect and you need to when you reflect look at that game and be like did that sit on the shelf when it arrived did i open it right away cuz if you opened it right away and you played it right away then you know what kudos to you right but if you didn't then you know it was obviously instant gratification and you just you know reaching cuz you wanted Right. And not everything is a want in life, but there are needs. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was deep. Oh yeah. Deep. Good good conclusion, right? 
All right. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and follow us on your favorite streaming platform or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out on Instagram at Friday Night underscore official, Twitter at Friday Night GMS, TikTok at Friday Night Games. You can search us on YouTube as well as our website, Friday Night Games. If you have a game you'd like for us to preview on our podcast, shoot us an email at info at Friday Night Games. And again, I'm John. And I'm Matt. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun.